Excellent. It's great to see you all. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> you just connected. Can you all hear me? Yes. 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 Good, good. Wow, it's a pleasure to see you all and be able to talk to you um, about this film. I have to say that the, the Paddy team have been the most enthusiastic on Twitter about the festival. So it's been really great. It's been really, really good. Keep that sort of ball rolling. So I've got a bunch of questions, obviously, based on acting for you two, filmmaking for yourself, and then a bit of a, a mix. And I thought we'd start with a kind of icebreakers. What is your perfect breakfast? Should we start with Kian first? <laughs> mm, Omelette. It's good. Mm. Uh, Only if it's made by me, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Kiri? Is it kiwis? Is that is that right? Yes. Yes. Um, pancakes with uh, like really streaky um bacon and a lot of maple syrup. Oh, and then yourself, is it Rosine? Rosine, yeah. Um, I don't know, Kiri's Ke- is kind of tempting me now. I was going to say overnight <laughs> oats, like loads of fruit and stuff like that, and, and crumble and things like that. I, I kind of like that, but now the pancakes and maple syrup now kind of say, are tempting me. I do like omelettes as well, but I'm not mm. able for them in the morning. I have to wait till the afternoon for them, you know. Mm. <laughs> Never have to yeah. put, never put try one of mine then. Put them all together then. <laughs> Look smaller. Speciality. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll speak to the two actors uh, briefly. Is I mean because you're so well, especially because you were so young. Is acting something you want to do now and when you're older? Uh, I'll start with Kiwi. Is it, is it something you're interested in doing as you as you become an adult? I suppose. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, when I was three years old, I joined the performing arts school here in Galway. And I just started to really love it. And then there was kind of little drama sessions. And then I started when I was six. Um, and I went to an audition and I got the role. And it was just a, like a featured extra. And I just really loved it. And I absolutely love it. And so... When I leave school, I definitely want to continue acting. Um, yeah, I love acting. Uh, Kia, what about yourself? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it wasn't until I joined, until I got the role for Patty. So thank you for opening my eyes, Roshan. But um, it was, it, it is something that I want to do. I'm just going into college as well in Bow Street up in Dublin for oh, okay. a one year course. and. Um, acting, yeah. Okay. Um, so, Rosine, what, uh, when did you decide, or when did you, were you inspired to make films? When did it hit you that this is what you wanted to do? Um, well, I, I started off in theatre, so I, would, I worked in theatre for years. Um, and then a few people I worked with were also working in film, and then I kind of worked on a list. I don't know, theatre was always my thing. I, I think film always seemed like out of reach. You know what I mean? Especially sort of in the 90s and stuff because it was so expensive and so difficult to try and make something. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's, it's always felt like it was, you know, something that other people could do, but I couldn't. And then, um, so I worked an awful lot in theatre and then I ended up working on a few indie feature films 
doing everything from casting. I did, you know, costume, make all sorts of stuff. And then a lot of short films as well. Then I kind of departed the scene for a number of years with kids. And mm. then when I was coming back, I started writing um, some theatre, but probably more for film. And that was really, yeah, it seemed more accessible. It and seemed more accessible with young kids to be writing and film seemed a little bit more accessible because there was an awful lot of touring when I worked in theatre. I tour would have toured an awful lot. So it was now very rarely at home. Like I would have been gone for months and months at a time. So it kind of felt like it wasn't particularly practical um, thing to do with the small kids. And there's certain, there's certainly, it wasn't, you didn't feel necessarily encouraged back into it if you had small kids, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, then when they got a bit bigger and I started writing again, um, I came back into film then and TV and started working more and more. So, and it's enough, I think it's a lot more accessible because you can shoot digitally now, obviously it's, yeah. you know, you can make a film on anything now. So um, it's, it feels far more accessible and it's a great way of reaching a large audience as well. I still love theatre. I still passionately love theatre, but um yeah, at the moment, film is more uh, a bigger interest of mine at the moment. Um, though I still dabble. And what was the what was your inspiration inspiration behind Paddy then? How how did that come about? Well, I was brought in Paddy. Sinead Callopy wrote the script, and then um, Keith and Maeve are the producers on it. And Maeve had seen a number of films that I had worked on before and that I directed before. Um, and when she got the script, she approached me and asked me to come on board because she knew I'd worked a lot with young people. So it's always, and it's always like an interest of mine. I really like working with young people. And then for the script itself, I think she felt that um, artistically and, and as well as that era wise and reference wise, um, they were subjects that I was quite interested in. So, so that's how I came on board. So then, uh, how did you cast these said, two? Then? <laughs> sorry, how did you cast these two? <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's really stuck. <laughs> <laughs> really stuck. No, we went. Um, well, Keith actually knew Kerry, who's one of the producers, so he sent me on uh, Gary's stuff. So I got to see that. So she she got cast remotely. So it wasn't it wasn't overly stressful. And then we met up. Um, a few times after that and then Kean came in which is obviously it's a you know it's a it's a big he kind of carries a lot of the film on his shoulders so he came in and did an audition we had a number we did, actually had a good few people in and they sent in self-tapes and then went through all the self-tapes and I had a very kind of strong idea of I don't think I could have necessarily described it but I had a very strong idea of what was going to be right are the right person, what would be the right person for the part. Yeah. And then we got self-tapes in and we did a number of people in for live auditions. And then we did a second round of some self-tapes then again after that, just to, just to drive them all nuts. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Keen came in and would have been quite quiet in the room, but it's a great listener and really um, got uh, what I was asking, very directable, um, very easy to be around. And then himself and Kerry 
Myself and Gary met, met up and the two of them were just brilliant together. You know, you couldn't, it was like, you know, they were brother and sister, so that was cool. <laughs> they felt like brother and sister very quickly and yeah. got on really, really well and um, had a lovely little relationship between them. So that, that's, so that was how mm. these two ended up <laughs> working really hard over a weekend <laughs> to make Patty. They were brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. Uh, so I'll move to the uh, actors briefly. Um, I'll start with Geary. What did you find most challenging then? What, was there anything you found difficult about the acting and what, what did you enjoy about, about the role? Yeah, definitely. Um, I found nothing difficult at all. Um, it was just incredible. And, but you know, there was such a lovely, lovely crew. Um, you know, Maeve and Roshan and Keith, you know, they were all very, you know, very kind. And, you know, Keen, he was wonderful to work with as well. So, you know, it, it was really easy to work with them. And, you know, they were your dream crew, so they made it quite easy. And I absolutely loved the role. And, you know, Brendan is kind of like me and in some ways because, you know, she will be kind of a little bit cheeky sometimes. And I'm a bit cheeky as well, but in a good way. And I just fell in love with the character and really glad I got to play her. And, yeah, very lucky. Kia, what about yourself? Yeah, well, it was my first ever role I've ever gotten and I'd say for a bit of the first day I was trying to just get used to it but everybody working on there just kind of saw me walking in and then just treating me like a professional but I felt like the biggest underdog goal <laughs> do you get me and but everybody just made me feel welcome and then it just felt really natural after that Roshan is an amazing director He's an amazing actress. I think everybody might have just found our last long Sunday kind of difficult. <laughs> we had. Was that because it was the end, or? <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a long Sunday shoot. Oh right, okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> was it shot in order then? Order as. Uh, uh, as we um, no, no, oh. it was. Um, it was a bit back. Like I mean, we tried as much as we could. <clears throat> to keep it but I mean just from a location point of view it was you know it wasn't practical to do it um in order so there was a little bit of jumping backwards and forwards but the the final scenes were shot at the end if you know mm -hmm. what I mean so the last little section which was I think quite important because it was quite um it took a huge amount of energy and focus to make it you know to make those scenes um and so, yeah, <clears throat> that was a kind of, we were jumping backwards and forwards um, and up into that. So like, obviously the house is our location where we have close to the end, but we also have like the very beginning. So that was all shot in one day. So there was a little bit of jumping, but as much as possible, we shot in, um, in sequence because I just think it's easier for the actors to do it in that way you know so they feel that progression going through from start to finish but um some of the other scenes we actually started out in the pub we started out with the band so that was that was the first day so it was a whole lot of music a whole lot of rocking going on <laughs> that day. Mm. and um 
we all knew the song very, very well <laughs> by the end of it. But um, it was, uh, I know, it was brilliant. And, um, you know, obviously the actors who were there playing it were just, you know, the energy was great. It was really, really up and going for it. So that was a lot of fun. And actually, I think it worked really well to have that as our first day because I think it was a really nice sort of break into the script in a lot of ways it didn't necessarily feel as intense on key and I don't think as it might have if we went straight into the house first off yeah. you know it was um it was a difficult enough scene to do it wasn't easy but at the same time I think it was uh it was nice way of shooting it but yeah. no it wasn't in sequence we weren't that generous to them we like to you know mess with them around a little bit <laughs> but uh um, yeah, the, the pub scene almost is like, if, if there is a character arc for him, that's probably where, where he's furthest away mm. from, from family and, and any troubles, you know, if I suppose the freest he is. So it's interesting that that was first, because I suppose it does, that scene does stand out as different from the rest yeah. of, the, of the, so that certainly works. And I wouldn't yeah. have guessed, I wouldn't have guessed it was the first scene. Yeah. I think it's, it's his moment of discovery, I think. Um, yeah which I think is quite, an, it was an interesting one to shoot first. I don't know, Kian, how did you feel about that? But that being, because um, we'd gone through the script a lot and we chatted a lot about the arc of the character and kind of related it back to, you know, things that we've all gone through ourselves or seen ourselves. Um, and it, I think Kian himself was the right age. And mm. at that, you know, the moment was very, I think it felt quite identifiable to you yourself, did it? Yeah, it did. It, it, the character isn't exactly me. He, it's more of an inverted me, you know, an Irish living in, I'm, I'm still Irish, but I lived in England as a child. And then I moved over here. But Patrick is Irish living in England. And I played Irish music up until I was about 12 or 13. Then I just started picking up guitar and piano. And that's when I kind of realized. So yeah, I just kind of boiled, like it was a long stretch of me deciding what I wanted to do. So I just kind of took that and put it into that one scene. Mm. And the band as well, our musicians, Michael, who wrote the music, his dad was actually in a punk band in the UK in the 70s. So it was, I think, and we had that to listen to, like we had it there on set. And I think that kind of really got... That were the costumes. The costumes were amazing. Really got kind of everyone in the vibe a little bit of, um, and really understanding that kind of moment in time as well, you know, um, and the difficulties that were going on um, for a lot of people with identity and who they were and and then that breaking away, the cutting of the apron strings is always a tough time. That's good. That's what the different locations and you mentioned the era. And because because there's, there's outdoors, there's the pub, there's, there's back in the house. How did you capture the era with, with sets and, and just the little details like the costumes? Yeah, the costumes were big. The costumes were great. And like, I mean, the clothes from the 70s are so iconic <clears throat> that I think um, when you see them, people just kind of are instantly transported there a little bit. And mm. then... It was all, all those exteriors are shot in Ennis. So like the shop fronts are the shop fronts. It's not, that's not really changed. 
but we had a little bit of magic <laughs> from Phil, who was our editor, who is absolutely incredible. And um, he replaced posters in the windows. So you had like, there was a tube station um, map in one of the windows of one of the shops that was to cover something. And he put that in, in post-production. There's a like London bus that was all put in in post-production. There's like apartments, London apartments from the 70s. They were put in in post-production. So a lot of, uh, there was a little, a lot of little magic dust was put in after the fact um, by Phil. And like, we knew we would, uh, we knew that was going to be something because you know, we'd, we were on a street that was being used. So it was like the cars going up and down were all like modern cars <laughs> and uh, stopping people on the road. Like it was total guerrilla filmmaking when it comes to that sort of thing, you know? And um, so we got a little, a big red bus managed to cover off a few little bits and pieces. So yeah, so there was a, we were very lucky because Phil is so good at doing that and he was able to go in and just all those little tiny things that, um, if you saw them on a screen, it would spring out at you and you'd, you know, you'd be, you'd be like, this is a film, this isn't real. So he, he did a huge amount of um, covering up and replacing and even down to the photo thing with Maeve's face. And that's actually Keen's granddad in the photo. Yeah. Oh. And uh, then they superimposed <laughs> Maeve's face beside him for this shot. But, uh, and he's so, <laughs> so like you as well. It's just, it's crazy. But um yeah, so it was all shot in Ennis, so everything is, re everything, like the bar is as is, that's the way that bar is, it's gorgeous. And um, everything was as is. But then some of the exteriors we did, there's a little bit of fairy dust sprinkled after the fact. So. Yeah, <laughs> magic special. To help us along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, so I mean, just, the film's about 70s music, uh, Broken Family, Absent Fathers, shadow culture clash you could say a boy's identity at a very sort of impressionable age how did you grapple all that together into a short film because it's done everything's there it doesn't feel tight how, how did you manage that is it the writing is it the editing yeah i think it's a it's a bit of everything it's from the performances to writing, editing, the production values, the producers and the set and costume. Like it, it is that little bit of everything um, all coming together in the right way at the right time. Uh, I think it's a moment in time that we can all identify with a bit. We, we all know that, well, maybe, maybe three out of the four of us here <laughs> that moment in time where you, you have to kind of stand on your own two feet a little bit and break away a little bit and it's very frightening and it's um but it's something that you have to do and then the identity is magnified by the fact that he is a london boy who comes from irish parents yeah. in the uk so what his mother sees him as which is an irish boy is not really what he is. You know, he's, he is first generation UK from an Irish family. And then music is such a powerful force. I think it, anyway, that um, the whole thing of him being sent to music classes and learning the fiddle and the importance of that. And like, we all know the Irish centers all over the UK have a huge number of people and they're fantastic. Mm. And, um, 
I think at that age, sometimes you move away and then you, you might come back again. I think a lot of people do. I think people kind of fight away from the family traditions and this, you know, at that sort of 17 years of age. Then they kind of drift back in <laughs> in their early 20s. But um, I think music is, I think a lot of people use music as part of their identity and certainly the character it was a big part of his identity. And the music his mother wanted him to play and learn versus the music that he had a passion for. Mm -hmm. um, it was a quite a concise way of showing that, showing um, that moment in time when he's standing on his own two feet and going out into the big bad world. <laughs> and, uh, and the stresses and pressure as well of being Irish in London. Like I lived in London in the 90s. And it was, I had a great time, but I know, say, my parents would have lived over, they lived in Birmingham, and as a lot of Irish people did mm. over the years, um, and had very mixed experiences. But the 70s, I think, would have been quite hard. You know, a lot of people had quite a struggle um, and a feeling of loss of moving away from family, away from home. And it was such a big trip, you know, it was so far away in a lot of ways then. You know, and the 80s as well. So, yeah. Oh yeah, completely. Because it wasn't a matter of just getting on a plane, and you know, you didn't do that. You didn't. No. When you went, you went. You know, um, by the time I went in the nineties, like it was much more accessible. But even then, there was an awful lot of um, people who they wouldn't have come home, and a lot of friends of mine, their dads were would have worked in the UK full time and only been home. At you know, twice a year. Mm. And that would have been a very sort of traditional thing. And then a lot of people kind of went to escape Ireland too, you know, mm. because of, uh, you know, there was the marriage bar. So if you're, if you're a woman who was married, you weren't allowed to work in Ireland until 1974. So a lot of people actually left just to get away from stuff like that, you know, because they yeah. just, they weren't, um, wanted to live their own lives a little bit more. So, but yeah, I th hopefully I think, yeah, because Keen's a musician as well. So that always helps as well. He's... Yeah, you, I mean, you blended all of that really well from, from one scene to the next. There was quite a lot going on, but it wasn't a film where you, when there was too much going on there. It, it was all well balanced. I, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I mean, to the actors, I suppose, that final scene, I mean, when he says the, the Irish out of him, I mean that's that's really touching to to any any anybody, not just from for someone from Ireland to to have someone say that and to see. I mean, so Kiri, I mean the that scene, you were kind of the most. The mother was just frozen, but was that all in the script? That the I think you hugged him. Uh, how was that scene for you? That final scene, I mean, it must have had some emotion. Um, well, the final scene, um, there wasn't really too much on the scripts at all, really. Um, it, you know, um, you know, we weren't supposed to be going from the couch in the script, mm -hmm. but um, you know, so we just did do a couple of things on the fly, and definitely, you know, the last scene. Um, so Keen had got the makeup done, um, an hour. Or two before we filmed that scene, so we were doing other scenes as well. 
But um, I didn't actually see Keane until the first take that we'd done. So that was my first time ever seeing him. And, you know, it does hit you quite hard. And, you know, you know, um, I suppose like for people that will be like watching it, you know, they're kind of, you know, that's really the icebreak of this film, you know, he's finally, you know, not hiding under, you know, the table anymore. He's finally coming out and, you know, being who he truly wants to be and, you know, finding out, you know, what he wants to do with himself for his life. I know, I think it's a very strong and very, you know, powerful scene and I quite enjoyed it. Well, yeah. Tim, what was it like for you with the makeup? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that 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 was probably the most fun I I had. That the day, hey, just it was a long day, and just once I got the makeup, we well, we all had a convention just to like try and make Kiri's reaction to me as organic as possible, and I had gotten very hungry, so we were all trying to get like everybody to you know make sure she doesn't see me i got i got to the kitchen i think keith had bought me like my seventh big mac this night already so it's just people running with the towel while i'm running past in front of gary oh the one stage was easy they fell asleep (laughs) (laughs) no that was i loved every bit of shooting shooting that part not not so much sitting down getting my back bruised and the window open at 10 o'clock you know, yeah what, a december afternoon <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun yeah we did we worked um the that the whole ending was we were trying to where i wanted I didn't want Gary to see him made up because I wanted to see what her natural reaction was. Cause she, I mean, obviously she knew she's in a, you know, she, she read the script. She knew what, she knew kind of what was going on, yeah. but um, just to be as natural as possible. And uh, we had to, we'd work through some of the lines a little bit and kind of adjusted things a wee bit. And um we had already done the previous scene, which I won't talk to, <laughs> say too much, but we'd already done the upstairs scene. That there's an awful lot of emotion in that right the way. All the stuff that's upstairs at the end, is it is very, very emotional. It was very heightened emotion. Um, and we had a lot of chats about where that was coming from and allowing Keen just to do that as naturally as possible and feeling the right moment for different things that happened and how you know so um and then the going downstairs I think I was a little bit probably a little bit nervous of you seeing them Carrie. I think I was a little bit yeah everyone was so frightened mm. everyone was just like make sure we don't see each other yeah. and, I went <laughs> up, and I had to go upstairs because I'd left my shoes upstairs and King was just standing there and my feet were obviously the smallest, so I had small footsteps. And um, I remember, and I think Keith was upstairs with Keen, and the next thing I was coming up, and everyone just ran. <laughs> <laughs> we all cleared. We're all hiding from you. We're all yeah, we're like, run. <laughs> go that way, you go that way. 
but uh, yeah, it was lots. Of, it was we had a lot of fun doing that sort of stuff, and there was a lot of giggling and a lot of messing. So that kind of lightened everyone's humor a lot because yeah. I think I think you have to have um, a lot of fun on set too. You can't you can't just all feel like work. <laughs> Sometimes you have to have a bit of. A, a few games and a few and a little bit of messing around and then we had all these things like actually the tv in the room as well that was put in in post-production so it was we were looking at this other thing was all the green tape do you remember mm-hmm. do you remember um i carry reacting to yeah. stuff on the tv and there was there wasn't any tv there yeah, so she uh, reacted uh, a, a blank light. So, wow. yeah so to a flickering yeah. light that's right so all her all the work she did in that room um while she was watching the tv and all the reactions they were, they weren't to anything. She had to do that just to have been told exactly what was going on in front of her. So that was amazing. So it's like working with a green screen. It's just so you can't see anything that's there, but you have to react in a real way. So she was brilliant. I'm gonna watch it again now, knowing that. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see how I feel about it. <laughs> okay. um, and herself and May were hilarious. <laughs> the two of them. Mammy and daughter were hilarious as well. Mm. They were having they were having a grand old time sitting on the couch having the chats, you know. So it was great. But poor Keen was upstairs freezing cold, getting painted black and blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waiting, hiding. Um, the last thing I'll say about that end scene is I think when he's upstairs, and you, I think as an audience member, you think the worst is going to happen, mm. which which is not what happens. But I think because of that. It's almost like you're relieved and then he says that and then so it's almost like a yeah. different type of negative emotion. So that's really strange. You know, it wasn't you wasn't left with a kind of anticlimax, it was down well your you apprehension yeah. and then oh thank God. And then oh, okay. You don't really have time to then you linger with him at the end as he's you know, just um Yeah. Uh, that was something because we'd the, as I was saying, we, there was a little bit of stuff done on the end, but um, mm. we um, it was something that was kind of important to me because uh, I've teenagers, so I, you know, and uh, it's, it's it is kind of it's a fear I think when you're teenage kids, it's always going to be something that you're worried about of mm. when they're upstairs and you're downstairs and what they're doing or what's going through their heads or if they're worried about anything and you're not necessarily getting the communication that you do when they're a little bit younger. And, um, and I think it's because for me, it's kind of my worst nightmare that you'd be downstairs and something terrible was going on upstairs and you were, had no idea. And so that was good. That portion of it was very much, um, done with that in mind that you can, you can wrap, you can, try your best to wrap in cotton wool but you can't you, that doesn't work you know you have to let them fly the nest and go off and find their own path and but it's from the, I think from the mum's character I think that's um you can see that difficulty and I think May brought that up really clearly um because it's incredibly frightening as a parent I suppose to be in that position especially mm. with what has happened just before but um but yeah, it, I think it's quite uplifting that he does, you know, he's made his decision and knows what he wants. And, and even after everything that's happened, continues and follows through and is like, you know, no, I'm going back out there. I'm, this, mm. is, this is who I am. So uh, 
It's kind of hot it's... for land and it's quite dark, I think, it depends how you look at mm. it. But it's got yeah. aspects of both to, to it. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking from the mother's point of view, however you want to look at it. But yeah. Um, I do have to wrap up, unfortunately, and I've, I have taken more time than I promised. But, um, you know, and I really, I, I really wanted to get you three together specifically, and I'm really glad we did. You know, so thank you very much for speaking to me. I think I think it's been an important film for all of us. I think we all, you know, me as a director and the guys acting. I think it's it was a, it's is an important film for all of us. You know, it's all it's something that we all got a huge amount out of, and we had such a good time <laughs> as well. That um, sounds like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I think it's important for us. So we're we're very excited to have it screen, and we're very excited and. To be able to to be able to support in whatever way we can, even if it's from far away, you know. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No problem. Take Anytime. Care. I'll see you all again. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.